Welcome to God's Playbook, the podcast that knocks the hard-hitting religious questions out of the park or catching the Holy Spirit right at the end zone. Train your soul and be God's MVP with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! This is God's Playbook. Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Merry Christmas to you as we continue in this season of Christmas. January 2nd, how's that resolution doing? Hopefully, friends, we're working towards accomplishing it and haven't already broken it since New Year's was just in our rearview mirror. Let's go, friends. Let's hold each other accountable and make those resolutions come into action. Good. Today, we're going to talk about what is a diocese? And we're going to talk about the structure of the church throughout the world. Friends, if you were to look at a map, a map of the world, specifically in regards to the land throughout the world, each acre of land is part of what's called a particular diocese or a territory. And what it allows is that every single human being is part of the global church and depending on where they live is part of what we call the diocesan church so we need to talk about what that means so a diocese or a territory is a particular area that is governed by a bishop that is focused on looking after the needs of first and foremost those who are catholic and also the spiritual needs of those who may not be Catholic. Now, those who are not Catholic may not identify with their local Catholic diocese, but nonetheless, dioceses are covered by a land territory. I belong to what's called the Diocese of St. Catharines. I am a diocesan priest, which means I work for the church in the Diocese of St. Catharines. So I don't work in the Diocese of New York or California or Toronto or Vancouver or Ireland or Rome. I am a diocesan priest that works in the Diocese of St. Catharines. The Diocese of St. Catharines, its territories are my current parish here in Grimsby, all the way across the Niagara region to the parish of St. Michael's in Fort Erie, and then crosses from Caledonia all the way to Niagara-on-the-Lake. So it encompasses all of the Niagara region and some parts of Haldeman region. And so these 45 parishes make up the Diocese of St. Catharines. These 45 churches are united under one bishop, And the bishop of the diocese is responsible for administering the sacraments and teaching the faith and looking after the spiritual needs of the people of that area. So our current bishop, Gerard Burgi, is the bishop of the Diocese of St. Catharines, which makes up approximately just over 130,000 Catholics, as well as the other residents that make Niagara and parts of Haldeman their home. A diocese is set up similar to that of a business. Many businesses have what's called head office, 
and head office is responsible to make sure that the businesses continue to stay connected to the mission, that they fulfill the corporate goals, that employees are all treated fairly, et cetera, et cetera. And at head office, there are many departments that oversee these areas to ensure that fairness takes place and common goals are achieved. So this is also true of the church. So the bishop is the head of head office, sort of speak. He works out of what's called a chancery office or a Catholic center. And that is where the head office or the diocesan offices take place and reside in the chancery office. And so the bishop functions out of that office. The bishop of the diocese is responsible for the cathedral church. That is his church to which he has a particular chair, which we'll talk about in another episode. But for today, the bishop works out of his cathedral, but he generally does not have an office in the cathedral. He takes appointments in his chancery office, or again, the Catholic center. And the bishop is responsible for setting up diocesan offices to oversee important departments, such as the marriage tribunal. The marriage tribunal is responsible for dealing with cases of annulments. Another office is the office of vocations. So the bishop assigns usually a priest, a nun, and a deacon to oversee vocations to the priesthood, religious life, and the diaconate in his diocese, to help men and women who are discerning a call from God to know if they are to follow it. And this was an office that I held for seven awesome years in my priesthood. Another office in the diocese is youth ministry or family ministry. And again, someone is to oversee that to assist parishes in helping to form our young minds and our families. Another office could be the Office of Religious Education, which deals with our Catholic schools, but also catechesis or teaching in our diocese of those who might go to public or private schools. The Office of Religious Education also helps with adult catechesis with great programs like marriage preparation, engaged encounter, alpha courses, RCIA, helping those who become Catholic, and many other ways of faith formation. Another office that can work out of the bishop's office is that towards assisting in evangelization, in the spreading of faith. Another office could deal with migrant workers and those who are marginalized, the poor, the forgotten. These are just some examples of some of the offices that are within a particular diocese. Depending on the size of the diocese and the number of staff also dictates how many people work in the diocesan office and what the diocesan office budget will be. Within the diocese, there are many parishes. As I mentioned in my diocese, there are 45 churches. If it is a large diocese, it is often referred to as an archdiocese. For instance, in our own local area, there is an archdiocese in Toronto. 
where there are several hundred parishes that make up that diocese. So throughout Canada, throughout the world, think of the earth being cut up into sections and be given a diocese. And each diocese is run by a bishop to oversee it, as I mentioned previously. And the bishop that is chosen for each diocese is chosen by the Holy Father. And while suggestions and recommendations are made, the decision is taken to prayer and a diocesan bishop is appointed by Rome to oversee that particular area. That bishop then is assisted by diocesan priests like myself and also religious priests to oversee those parishes. The bishop is assisted by religious men and women, deacons and lay faithful people to also help in the mission of bringing the message of Jesus Christ to the people of that particular area. Each diocese may also have particular cultural or local regional needs. And again, it is the bishop's responsibility to make sure that within his diocese or territory that these needs are being looked after. So wherever you live throughout your life, friends, you will be part of a diocese. And depending on your pastoral needs, most of which are looked after at the parish level, there are many instances in which your needs may be need to be addressed at a diocesan level. And so what's great about that is you don't have to write to some country overseas or some place far away, but rather even within our own local area, the pastoral needs of all its people are met. And these take its root from the Acts of the Apostles, where we hear in the scriptures that St. Peter appointed many men and women to assist him in the distribution of food and making sure that their needs were looked after. Some 2,000 years later, this continues to take place around the local bishop, who is the local apostle, to ensure that the needs of the people are met. And so, friends, when you hear the word diocese or diocesan, my prayer is that this episode will help us to come to understand the importance of it. What's also important to know is that the people of God are connected as a diocese. And so while many people attribute their own local parish as the first and most important place where they gather as community, and this is certainly true, it's important to realize that throughout the year, there are many local celebrations where we gather as a diocese to pray with and for one another. One of the most important things is what takes place during Holy Week at the Chrism Mass, in which people from across the diocese gather around the bishop in the local cathedral to pray over the new sacred oils that will be used for the sacraments and to pray as a diocesan church together. In my local diocese, we also have the tradition of gathering on our feast day of St. Catherine on November the 25th, unless, of course, that falls on a Sunday, then it's shifted. But we as a diocese gather, and we renew our commitment to serving God and one another at this special Mass. There are also many other diocesan functions. Particular groups in the parish gather and unite as a diocese. The Catholic Women's League, the Knights of Columbus, Holy Name Society, 
Development and Peace Committee, St. Vincent de Paul Society, Altar Servers, Sarah Club, which promotes vocations. There are many diocesan celebrations in which the local parishes send members from their own local communities that are part of the diocesan structure, as I mentioned. So the diocese becomes a much larger family than the local parish family. And I encourage each of you to get more involved to see what your diocese looks like. How many parishes is it made up of? What are some of the offices? Perhaps you may also want to participate in more diocesan functions to help us to see the bigger picture, the bigger vision within our own local parish family. So what is a diocese? Think of it as a big family striving together as they live in the same vicinity and bringing the message of Jesus Christ for themselves and for the world as we live that gospel message and share in our baptismal call to tell others that God loves them. So friends, as we learn about the diocesan church, may we pray for our own local diocese. May we thank God for the structures that are in place and strive to find new ways to make our dioceses places where the Holy Spirit sets on fire and the movement of God is clearly seen in his people by what we say and what we do. For God's Playbook, friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks, and God bless.